0: Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation.
1: Good afternoon. It's eight minutes after one. Welcome to Today's Life Happens. It's a Monday today, so we we really are going to be doing a lot, and it's already been such a busy day. So we know that um, the rollout of phase two of the vaccine rollout began today, so we'll be touching base with a few people, um, one of which will be our regular, Professor uh, Fielding, who is a virologist who usually talks to us about all things related to COVID. He's going to be with us again today, just at uh, just after 230 Um for for all those who have concerns around the vaccine, please start uh, sending those WhatsApp notes, uh, whatever messages you, you may have concerns around, so that we can then ask him, or otherwise you can then start dialing in just after 2.30. So we'll definitely be speaking to him about that. We're also going to be speaking to Ask Africa about their latest um, study, um, and that's around who is likely to be a spreader at this time. And we know some people are starting to get their vaccines. And so they've they've identified two groups of people who they're calling uh, uh, super spreaders. And they're going to be talking to us about that. It's actually quite easy to be a super spreader. So we're going to have a conversation with them in a short while around that. And lots more coming up on the show. But let's start the show by looking into a study that really got my attention recently. Uh, and that's a study of hunger. Hunger in SA. And we're looking at what's happened um, to South Africans and their ability to literally put, put food on the table uh, since the, the the hard lockdown, and, and really the results are are, are quite something to, to to think about. Professor Sevas van de Berg is a professor of economics at Stellenbosch University and holds a National Research Foundation South Africa National Research Chair in the Economics of Social Policy. He's put this together, Prof. Thank you so much for your time. Good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon,
1: Professor. Um, the, the the study that you've conducted says that th- there has been a slight dip in the levels of people who are now going hungry in South Africa. Are they significant? Is it do we look like anything before we had COVID?
2: No, unfortunately, it looks much much worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't me- we don't can't measure in exactly the same way because of the uh, nature of the questions that we have to ask and so on. So. We do this uh, by a telephone survey. We had to start doing it during the hard lockdown. And, of course, that means that you can't. We couldn't go out and do a a survey by actually visiting people. Mm -hmm. So you have to do a telephone survey. It means you can probably not ask more than 20 minutes of questions of people and so on. So naturally, uh, that limited uh, what we could do and makes it a little uh, less easy to compare it with what went before. But clearly, what we've seen uh, is very high levels of lack of money for food. Uh, so, for instance, we asked people whether, in the past month, they've had, uh, they've experienced lack of money for food at at any stage, mm-hmm. and almost 40% of South Africans say, uh, 39% uh, said that uh, in January they had run out of money for food at least mm-hmm. once. And if we ask about hunger, and specifically we ask about child hunger, uh, we ask whether somebody in the past week had gone hungry. Mm. And we find that 14% of households with children indicated that uh, there had been child hunger in their household mm. uh, in, in the past week.
1: Professor van Der Beek, can we talk about the sample? Did you, were you targeting specific people or was it just random calls across the board?
2: No, what we did uh, was we used the old NIDS. That's a National Income Dynamic Study. It's a study that was uh, run by the University of Cape Town's uh, Saldru. Uh, and they uh, visited the same households over uh, five different waves of that survey. Mm-hmm. So what we did is we, uh, with the support of Presidency and and Saldru, we got uh, access to the telephone numbers of those people to mm. call them. Mm-hmm. So it's a nationally, a broadly re- nationally representative study mm. uh, and a pretty large survey for this type of survey. So we fairly confident uh, that what we are p- reporting is sure. the situation
1: as it is on the uh, ground. P- perhaps what I'm also trying to get at is that w- were you targeting a specific demographic or was it also the, the net was also ca- cast quite wide?
2: It was, it was right across the sure. population. So what we we're reporting is not amongst uh, very specific yes. uh, uh, subsections of the population, but yes. for the whole population. Sure. We did also do some work on looking at it, uh, for instance, by the South African population groups, which is often uh, a variable of interest in something of like this. And then we find that uh, we have very high levels of such... Uh, um, indicators of food insecurity, whether it's uh, uh, lacking f- money for food or children going hungry. Mm-hmm. We had very high levels uh, amongst particularly the black African population mm-hmm. uh, and interestingly also very high levels amongst the colored population.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, now, when you ask people about uh, something such as have you run out of money for food, mm-hmm. people's definition of that is uh, perhaps not all the same. Sure. so so obviously, you cannot uh, uh, say it 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 means exactly the same for yeah. every, every person. Yeah. but nevertheless, uh, we know of similar questions that the that statistic South Africa has uh, has have been asking since two thousand mm. and two. Uh, and those actually track what happened in the South African economy very well. Mm. So we see, for instance, as a child support grant, uh, was rolled out we see that the uh, that child hunger went down and when we had the economic recession in two thousand seven two thousand and eight mm-hmm. uh, it went up again and so uh, so these are good um questions to ask to get a fairly broad perspective on on trends. You cannot say exactly what the level is, but the trend is very clear.
1: Professor Vandenberg, I mean, it does concern me that what we are seeing um nonetheless is that childhood hunger has worsened considerably. Um yes. and, and that's taking us, you're saying, some decades back.
2: Yes. It uh, in fact we uh we have tried to make an a, a comparison with this, uh, with the General Household Survey of Statistics South Africa, and our estimate is that it takes us, us back roughly to the early 2000s, when the child support grant was still relatively new, and was being rolled out. At that stage, before it, uh, it was rolled out on on the scale that we've seen now, at that stage we had uh, child hunger, which was similar to the levels we've experienced during the uh, the pandemic. Mm. So in a sense, one can say the pandemic put us back almost two decades
1: we, we, in terms of child hunger. Yes, a- and you obviously point to the fact that social grants have something to do with the fact that when we did see uh, in, in the early 2000, that easing somewhat is because of the social grants.
2: Absolutely, no, the social grants have been crucial. Uh, and uh, they've also been cru- crucial during the pandemic. So uh, uh, the the way they've played a role and also even the, the new grants that were more difficult to roll out and had more uh, difficulties with the administration, even they made uh, quite a difference to hunger. But nevertheless, these grants in themselves cannot really uh, keep households from hunger. Uh, you know, yes. if you've, you've got a child support grant, which is pretty small compared to the needs of a household. And if the other sources of income in that household are dried up completely, you cannot uh, avoid hunger. Unfortunately, also, you know, hunger is just uh, the tip of the iceberg in one sense, mm-hmm. because what is also uh, uh, perhaps more important is not only whether children uh, get something to eat and mm-hmm. therefore may not be hungry, mm-hmm. but whether they eat nutritious mm-hmm. food.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so malnutrition is, in fact, in South Africa, we know from other surveys, uh, malnutrition is higher than child hunger, for instance. Mm -hmm. And malnutrition is, uh, is, was it about 27% in 2016, the last time it was measured? So one of the things that we are uh, proposing in our our paper is that government should be more frequently uh, measuring uh, uh, stunting. Uh, because uh, uh, its impact on children's development uh, is very severe. In both their mental and their
1: physical development. I'm going to ask that we take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll also take some calls. Prof. uh, 0117142006. You may dial in now. Um, Let's talk about it. You don't have to tell us your real name. You can be anonymous. You know, just how much is this related to you? Um, How much have you had to, you know, readjust yourself so that you can feed your family? I'd love to hear from you. And you also, you can also send a voice note on 06141041. 07. Have you
0: You're listening to Pimelo Moutini on SAFM.
3: Uh, good afternoon Pimelo. This is Marvel's Lowland West uh, Since the introduction of the hot dog down in South Africa uh, many people were starving like the woman who sell a million meal like porridge in the tax rank, they were stranded because they can't even go there to, to sell. So it has affected many lives. Yeah.
1: All right. We are looking at the levels of hunger in South Africa, and we are looking at a, a period from the hard lockdown. What has happened in the interim? And studies are showing that you know South Africans are going hungry. Um, but what really concerns me the most are the children, the number of children who are also going hungry. Professor Sefas of Berg is a professor of economics at Stellenbosch University and holds a National Research Foundation South African National Research Chair as well in the economics of social policy. Prof, let's talk about the impact of children who would have otherwise gotten some level of nutrition from the school um, school nutritious uh, schemes that has stopped. How much that has impacted on, on the level of hunger that we're seeing in children?
2: well that's clearly clearly been a problem and of course what we found is that with the school uh school closures but mm. uh, again with the uh, also with the rotational timetabling mm. uh that a lot of children simply do not get to to school to uh and even though uh in principle uh schools should still make the money uh, make the, the food available to uh To children, even when there is no, uh, when they are not supposed to come to school, that simply does not happen on a large scale. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yes, uh, the uh, the lack of school meals has been uh, an aggravating factor in this, Mm -hmm. and uh, therefore, it's 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 one further factor that speaks to the fact that we should uh, uh, get children back to school as soon as possible. Uh, and uh, on a full-time basis, and not on rotational uh, schedules.
1: If you look at studies even before the lockdown, were we keeping up with feeding children in schools anyway? Were we doing that? Um, you know, I know that there was a lot of fanfare in the very beginning, but were we still doing that uh, relatively well? Uh,
2: it, it appears to be the case that uh, that we uh, our school nutritional program it, it has its. Uh, its problems, and, but it has been doing fairly well. A large proportion of children uh, seem to have been getting their uh, their meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, it cannot, of course, completely substitute uh, for meals that are acquired at home and and so on. But it does take some of the financial pressure of households. Uh, so in that uh, in that that respect, it it has played a, a very important role.
1: And, and when you do speak to families, are they optimistic? Do they see you know easing of this this pressure anytime soon?
2: Uh, it doesn't appear to be the case. I think most uh, households just seem to be hanging on mm. uh, they, uh, we don't find in terms of the survey uh, results and of course i that's what i'm I'm largely interpreting here. Mm. in terms of the survey results, we don't find any uh, great expectations that things will improve for the better really soon. Mm -hmm. Although, of course, it is important to make the point that uh, things are clearly much better than during the hard lockdown. Mm -hmm. I think that's, of course, one of the important things we have to take from this is uh, that the lockdown in itself can be devastating Mm -hmm. uh, and one has to be very careful in uh, uh, in imposing lockdowns Mm -hmm even when we have the possibility of, of third wave, mm-hmm. uh, or at least try to impose and so that the economic costs are as little as possible.
1: Tando is calling from East London. Good afternoon, Tando. Hi, Pamela, how are you? I'm well. Thanks for calling, Tando.
4: Okay. I'm um, calling from East London. Mm-hmm. I've been experiencing uh, quite difficulties, especially these few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is I've got two kids, and I'm married. We're both working it problem is that even if we're earning salary, mm. it's still not enough for the expenses. Mm. You find out that even though we're working, we're still struggling. Mm. We still go like first, we get paid month end, mm. which is um thirty first of mm. the month, but on the fifteenth you'll find out uh, we're short of food, mm. short of things for the kids. Mm. It's becoming such a a a struggle that every day we go to work, which is also an awesome expense because we have to pay for funds, we have to pay for mm. the we are
1: so, are so highly. You know, Tando, that's exactly why I was asking Professor van der Berg about um, the demographics, and you, you make such an interesting point, and I'm sure a lot of people will identify with that. Um, uh, Prof, I don't know if you want to ask Tando anything uh, before we continue. Uh,
2: well, perhaps the, uh, one of one of the questions that I think is, is particularly important is whether one uh, sees this happening uh, uh, with most people that 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 you know, mm-hmm. or is it something that you see uh, in very specific segments of the population, because I think it's important also to know who are the people that are most affected by this,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you know from the little that we know from the survey, uh, we do know that some sectors are are more affected than others yes. um, is that the case there too?
1: T- Tando, has it uh, always been this way? So so maybe just point to us when did things get this bad?
4: Actually, ever since I started having kids, uh, got married, we find out um, things are just getting worse. As the kids are growing, things are getting expensive. Okay. The life is just expensive, mm. and it's hard to, to, to even plan or even save. We, we can't even save. Mm hmm.
1: I, I wonder, Prof, because we we also look at the fact that people have, you know, she says they're working, both of them are working. But has has the fact that people's salaries have not kept up with inflation also something to do with this?
2: That that is a factor. But broadly speaking, uh, in in our situation, the the biggest problem, or the problem that we can most clearly also identify, is sort of linked to the to the pandemic. Yes. Has been the uh, the loss of, of jobs, mm. uh, so that has been has been a major factor, mm. uh, and uh, some jobs have again now reappeared, but not always as well paid as as uh, as yeah. it ma- might have been beforehand. Yes,
1: you know, Tanda, we spoke a little bit earlier about optimism um, going forward. When when you and your husband speak about this, what's the what's the way forward?
4: You know, I can't say we have a way forward. As long as we we, we try to put food on the table for the kids Mm. each and every day, Mm. that's the main concern. Mm. And to say that there's a way forward, we could be saving for the future, but we can't. Mm. It's like we're making impossible things. So each and every day, we have to just make sure there's food or Mm. try to make sure there's food, even if we borrow money or whatever. Sure. What What would have
1: to happen for, for this to change?
4: If uh, we got paid better, for instance, yeah. at our workplace we didn't get any salary increase, but okay. everything has gone up. The school fees gone up, petrol has gone up, everything has gone up. Electricity gone up, but no increment of work. Really appreciate, so, yeah. If at least we've got an increment,
1: mm. and and maybe to to Prof's uh, point, are you seeing this a lot amongst your peers, amongst yes. people that you know, exactly? Yes. And they and they all point. Uh, these are all people who are working. Yes. Really, really interesting. Thank you so much, Tando, um, for for that insight. Prof, your comments.
2: Yes, I, I think that that is. Uh, a, a problem that that salaries are uh, in, and wages are in many cases still quite low, and uh, the situation that the economy is in now, we're not probably going to see that uh, improving very much uh, soon. So uh, one hopes that the world economy seems to be starting to recover this year. We hope it it has some positive effects for us. But it's probably going to be a while before things uh, improve in in that regard. So, in the, in the, those circumstances, what is interesting and sort of also uh, linking to the, to the question about other people in your, your community, mm. uh, we have found in this survey that uh, the best target it's, uh, it seems to be of any support that there is is support that comes to from the community. Mm. Uh, so. Government support, uh, NGO support, all of those things are, are potentially important, but not as well targeted as as assistance from within the community. Uh, which means that uh, neighbours, communities are an important part of people's uh, um, in a sense of of, of their prote- protection against uh, the severe poverty that we see now.
1: If I just uh, may just take a quick break and go to the headlines with uh, Luyanda Mame before we come back, and, and I'll wrap uh, as soon as possible, Prof. But let me just go to the headlines
3: first. It's one thing.
0: At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Hi,
3: uh, this is Pimelo. Yeah, huh? we, are, we are hungry, sis. There is, there is no food. Yeah, we are not working. And the corona is making things very, very, very worse for us, you know. And the men on the street want to take the ten rand that we have that we want to buy bread with, you know. You guys are talking about corona and all that. Corona is, is just a minor into what we are faced with. You know, we, we don't have food. People, they want to kill us. We are in Kailicha. They killing us every day, you know, but we are not working, you know. You guys, it's bad, you know, it's bad for we. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Where are you going to get to, money to, to, to buy food, you know, tomorrow, you know. It's, it's bad. Dead. Hi, Speed, this, this is Bungana from Island. I'd like to comment about the school feeding schemes. I think stopping those schemes is, is is just a big, 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 big mistake because some kids look up. For example, when I was growing up, I was looking up to going to school and getting something to eat. You know, because for some kids, that's the only uh, that's the only thing you'll eat all day until the next day. So stopping that, it's just like an insult to every hungry kid that is out there. I don't know how how it should be done, but then those things need to come back. Good afternoon, Pamela. This is one thing that I've learned is that um, no one cares. Um, The government doesn't care. Neighbours don't even care. No one, actually no one cares. And I think the sooner as people who are unemployed and are living through that experience, adapt to the fact that nobody cares, I think we stand a chance to survive. Thank you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> professor Savas van der Berg is a Professor of Economics at Stellenbosch University, and we're looking at just uh, the work they've done, tracing and looking at how South Africans are faring um, in terms of hunger over the last couple of months. Uh, they also have data obviously predating COVID, but it's quite scary what, what people are saying. Prof, I mean, when you hear those people, um, you know, and, and it sounds like these are varied uh Types of people. Uh, others, as you said, we said earlier, they're working. Others are saying we are not working, and and the, the the issue that you raised earlier around community. Um, this last voice note says nobody cares in the community. Nobody cares. I mean, that's quite that's quite sad.
2: That, that, that is scary, uh, and uh, that uh, I think is is perhaps uh, the uh, the thing that we all have to fear is that. Uh, that there is not enough optimism also to help us through through much of this. So it's very difficult, and I think uh, also, you know, one sometimes ignores the uh, the psychological effect of the pandemic and the situation we're in. Uh, how much that also plays in on people's uh, uh, basically on the on the optimism, but also on the uh, the. Uh, abilities, abilities to try to do something about it themselves because people are stranded in this uh, in this uncertain time and not you know not knowing what's going to uh, to happen in the future and so mm-hmm. so it, it, it remains a very really difficult period
1: I mean I wonder what what we would call the tipping point and how does all of this inform government's policies
2: Yes, one one hopes that you know uh, we have done in the NetCram survey, and uh, we have done a lot to uh, to try and interact with government, and we've had some very good responses. With, uh, but even so, uh, government itself has, has has got limited means, mm-hmm. and uh, we are in a fiscally very difficult situation mm-hmm. going forward. Uh, so, how government uh, deals with that? is going to be uh, very important, but also they don't have all the means uh, to, to to really uh, tackle this problem fully.
1: I've got one last voice note before I let you go. Prof, let's just take a listen.
0: Hi, Pomelo. I when I, well, it's, it's not surprising, first of all, secondly, I, I live in Cape Town, I work here, been here for more than 20 years. My family are further up the west coast, in the Western Cape. And, my mom gets a grant, and I've, I mean, I've been always asked to help them out, because they struggle seriously, and I, and to me, and I've asked the, sh- the shopkeepers basically, the cashiers at the till sometimes. How come your prices change overnight? And when I go shopping, like a basic shopping basket for my partner and I, um, it, it, it's outrageous. It's just ridiculous. And then I think, how does a family of four, three or four even, survive on a grant? And it, it, it's scary. It seems like prices change overnight. And it, it's today. It's one and next week it's a different price and it's the same product of what could have it's just ridiculous and it, it seriously needs to be addressed and how i don't
1: know prof i mean this is um yeah that's what we're hearing thanks for 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 your time and thank you for this um for the survey um what one wonders about is whether when we look at these stats um and we look at the patterns you know, we now know that we, we're not in the hard lockdown and hopefully we're not going to go into another one. But what would have to happen for us to, to gain momentum and sort of get back to some sort of, I don't know what normal is, but some sort of normality?
2: Yes, no, that, that's clearly very important. And uh, for the economy to, to get back to, at least to the, uh, to the to the type of levels we were at before the pandemic yes. would be helpful. But that in itself is not going to solve all the problems because people have spent a lot of the uh, accumulated savings they've borrowed. Mm. Uh, and many people who may have had jobs are not necessarily going to get those jobs back very really soon. So uh, it is going to be a difficult period. And I think that's a period we have to uh, sort of prepare ourselves for and simply know that we have to uh, to do the best we can in difficult circumstances.
1: Right, the storm. Thank you very much, uh, Professor Serfas van der Berg, who's a professor of economics at the Stellenbosch University.